0: This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got David Nagel on live. David, how are you? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? I am awesome. You are the author of the Millions Within and host of the Successful Mind podcast, amongst other things. You know, you, you've worked alongside some relatively known people like Bob Proctor and Tony Robbins. And uh, I say that tongue in cheek. I mean, I think half the planet knows knows those uh, awesome individuals. So uh, what got you into, into the business of, of being a success coach?
1: I um, well, for, it started off with me trying to figure out my own life. Uh, I had uh, kind of a rough upbringing, and in my teenage years, I kind of raised myself uh, on the streets of Chicago. I didn't get into any real serious trouble, but I was definitely making poor decisions in my life. I got married young, had a couple of children, and realized that I could not fulfill that responsibility, uh, especially from a financial perspective. But from I think from the perspective of being the father and the husband that I wanted to be I was not prepared for that and The financial piece stuck out the most because we were really struggling Um, And I was trying to figure out how do I get out of this? How do I turn the situation around? So I started asking people that were close to me friends relatives that type of thing And they're all the only thing that they could tell me Michael was you shouldn't have quit high school and I was like Yeah, well I can't go back and change that so what's my alternative and they basically said uh, stick with the job that you have do really good and and don't get fired and I was driving a forklift at the time and I could not see myself doing that for the rest of my life I mean I was like there's just no way that I can do this I have to find a way out but I was working six and a half days a week I was working two jobs And this is pre-internet, so I couldn't even use that as a resource. I I needed to go back to school. I needed to learn something. That was my thought process at the time. And I thought about that for months, and I was trying to figure out some way that I could do this. Couldn't do it. So I became more and more frustrated. And one night I decided that, you know, through a kind of an emotional meltdown on, on my part, that I was going to start changing my attitude the way that I viewed what I was doing because I was like, I was getting in trouble. Um, I was not treating people well. I was very angry and getting more angry by the day, mostly at myself because of the situation that I created. It was um, I was going through a really hard time going home and seeing where we were living. And where I had, because of my choices, where my kids were growing up. It was not a good neighborhood. We lived next door to a drug dealer. It just wasn't wasn't who I wanted to be. And so I started to change my attitude because it was an idea that came to me in the back of a trailer one night. And I thought, maybe there's something to that. I had been hearing it my whole life. This little voice in my head said, change it. So I decided that was what I was going to do. So I focused on three things. One was acting like I love what I did. The second one was doing everything to the best of my ability. And the third one was treating everybody with, with complete respect. And I could not logically figure out how that would make any difference at all. But in 30 days, my income tripled. And that was not supposed to happen. So I went from 20000 a year to 62000 a year that completely changed my life because I was able to pay my bills. We were able to buy a house within a year of me doing that because we could save enough money. Um, and I've seemed to be, you know, I seem to be things were getting better. Like everywhere was getting better and it was just keeping with really strict, uh, and committed to changing those three things in my attitude. So that, that caused me to want to know what the hell happened. I mean, It wasn't supposed to happen. People were calling it luck. I didn't believe it was luck. I believe I actually did something that made a difference in my own life. And I wanted to know more about it so that I could continue on with that process. So I began to study. And one of the first people I came across was Tony. This was back in the early 90s. His infomercials were out. I bought his personal power tapes, went to one of his seminars. Um, And that started me down this path of something that I wasn't even aware of at the time, which was self-improvement. I mean, I would go in and look for biographies of people in the library just to see, you know, what is it that other people did that was different that made their lives successful that I was not doing. And over a period of seven years, I just started to put the pieces together. And then I started helping other people. They would ask me, like, what is it that you did? Like, your life is so much different. And I would just say, here, do this, do that. I would give them tips and advice on different areas of their life they were having trouble with. And the ones that used the advice changed it. And I was like, there's really something to this. So one of the things that changed significantly for me was this company that I was working for, I helped them become really successful. And I I did not understand at the time the significance of what I had done. I started off there as a truck driver and when I left to start my own business, I was in charge of expanding the company across the country. And I was like, I, I don't want to do that. If I could do that for them, I could do that for me. So I took what I knew and what I was, what I appeared to be good at at the time, which was coaching other people. I learned how to do seminars and I, and I struck out on my own around the end of 1999 and I've, I never looked back.
0: It's an amazing story, and I can relate to a few things, and one of them was, you know, the angry part of times, you know, and when I was going through uh, my burnout state back, you know, a decade ago, and reflecting back on that time that led up uh, to the burnout, I wasn't very happy. Uh, I was, you know, quite upset with life. Even though I had a decent job, I, I wasn't thrilled with it. Um, the demands of the job were were a bit overwhelming uh, and having you know three young kids the neighborhood you know was was decent um, I'm not sure what part of Chicago you were in I used to live uh, in Naperville and uh, Aurora on that end and work downtown all the time but I, I know Chicago has some not so nice neighborhoods and
1: with um, went to yeah. high school in Berwyn okay Berwyn, Berwyn Cicero and then later oh, on yeah lived in Downers Grove in Darien, and then raised my kids out near Rockford. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you know, south side stuff and even further south, yeah, I know some of those those areas were, you know, when I was there in the late 90s, weren't exactly, you know, what you would consider the greatest of neighborhoods. But, you know, I didn't go into, you know, deep into them to see, you know, but you could tell, you know, just in driving through. But, yeah, that angry part is – that has such a long ranging impact on things because when you're angry, your energy and focus is, is on that and it just impacts everything else. But you had that mind shift and I love those three points and they're, they're simple to launch, but very hard to implement unless you've got the right mindset to say, okay, let's, you know, act like I really love what I'm doing and, you know, the best I could be at this role and and respect others it's so simple when you look at it and if it was up on a you know poster follow these three things and people will look at it and they'll kind of glaze over it and not implement but you did and you tripled your income in a month I mean that's that is unheard of um, to have that type of impact just by shifting that and thankfully you were aware of that power and you realized okay I'm onto something here and let's dig into this and figure out, okay, what is this? And obviously it's, it's um, done quite well for you and you know, you're impacting so many people with the work that you're doing now because of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing was, was that it seemed, it seemed too simple at the time to have made that kind of a difference. I wasn't sure that there wasn't something else that happened and I was I was ready to um, find out that you know I was maybe I was wrong and that it was luck and that that's how the world worked, um, but I really didn't believe that that's what it was. So what I became aware of later on was that because I shifted my attitude, I shifted my perception, and I was seeing things very differently. And the opportunity that allowed me to triple my income had been around me for two years, but I never recognized it as an opportunity. And, you, and some people hear that and they think to themselves, well, were you we an idiot? Or like, how do you not recognize that as an opportunity? And the funny thing is, is that the opportunity for a person to be, do, or have whatever it is that they want is already around them right now. And if they've never had any experience with that, they would not recognize it as an opportunity. And Hill, and Hill talked about it in Think and Grow Rich. He, he called it the sly disguises of opportunity. He said very often, people miss opportunities because they actually see them as misfortune or temporary defeat. And it doesn't look like there's any benefit to doing that. So um, that's exactly what I had, I actually had broken this way down, there's a lot more to it, when I actually figured it out, but the opportunity that was there, I didn't see it as an opportunity because I was judging it as something that it wasn't. It was just an angry judgment that I was making in my mind. So that was, you know, I mean, uh, perception is reality in the mind of the perceiver, right? And that's exactly the way that I was perceiving it. So it did me no good until I changed the way that I was thinking.
0: I had a recent example of that, you know, with, um, A client that I was pursuing uh, for some consulting work, and I thought everything was was going along well, and um, more or less at the last minute, they decided to utilize an internal resource for something that wasn't in any way in alignment with um, what they had asked for me to do, Uh, but they felt that it would be, you know, beneficial. And at first, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, I've spent all this time going back and forth, shared resources and all that, and it didn't happen. But then I, I paused, and I'm like, no, wait. In your role, when you're aiming to help people, the goal is to help people, and I did. And they went in a different direction, but they still got help from me. I We didn't enter into you know a financial situation uh, because of it, but I know that, the resources they did provide this individual, then in all likelihood they're going to use it and hopefully change direction on their life to make their lives easier. And if we have the power to be able to help somebody make their lives easier and better for themselves, that's a superpower. I, I and money will take care of itself. And you know, I and I, I looked at it and I'm like, eh. but I, I said, I need to change my mindset on this. And I did. And it, literally I mean half an hour later you know I get a note from somebody it's like yep you know we want to roll with this and we want to you know go ahead and you know purchase one of your products and and away you go I mean it was like okay a lot of times I think life is full of tests and okay are you ready for this and the example you gave where you think it's um, you know a misfire or something that's not appropriate when in fact it's like oh you go down that road now you're starting to look at you know 5xing and 10xing and 20xing you know your your income and and ability to impact others it so you you, you want to make sure that you have clarity when you look at things and and give yourself that elbow room with your time and making sure you take care of yourself so you can be clear on those doesn't mean you're you're going to misfire and you're going to you know make a mistake from time to time we're human that's going to happen but when you have that opportunity to look at something and go, wait. We'll be back to the show in a moment, but first I want to let you know today's show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, CloudHQ. With CloudHQ, you get access to over 20,000 influencers that have been curated by brands just like yours. If you're a brand, you know how difficult it is to find and connect with the influencers that your audience already knows and trusts. That's why I suggest you get CloudHQ. When you sign up today, you get access to over 20,000 influencers on Instagram. You can see loads of data about their profile and engagement rates before you reach out, and you have direct access to their contact information so you can reach out to them on or off the platform. When you reach out to them on the platform, they offer automation tools so you can reach out to a bunch of those influencers at one time. This will save you a lot of time and I guarantee it'll pay for itself in the first year. For Breakfast Leadership listeners, I'm offering a special discount. Normally, an enterprise subscription would go for over $1,500 a year. My friends at CloudHQ are offering a subscription for just $499 a year. That's a savings of over $1,000. You can sign up today by using the discount code BREAKFAST and save, like I said, over $1,000 a year. Cloud HQ is a wonderful option for any brands that are looking to influence their marketing and looking to get their program off the ground. So sign up today using the link in our show notes and use the code BREAKFAST and let me know what you think. Like I said, I guarantee it'll pay for itself in its first year. Cloud HQ is an amazing offer and it's a good option for anybody that's interested in influencer marketing. Now back to the show. If I approach this, then this you know could lead to a new endeavor or, or make something more robust or could help me build the framework for my next book or um, you know, interviews on your show, you name it, the sky's the limit. So it's just a case of making sure you have that clarity and, and be open to these opportunities and, and to look at them uh, with clear vision than just, you know, immediately just, you know, passing it off as like, no, that's not going to work.
1: I couldn't agree more. Like in the beginning um, after when I coached with, with Procter, one of the things that he told me when he was helping me understand uh, the laws of the universe was he said, you know, the ideas that you give first, you got to give in order to receive and you have to be a good giver and you have to be a, a good receiver and you have to know the difference between both. So it's, it's gratitude and graciousness on, on both parts. And I developed this idea that ran behind everything that I was doing in that time was how can I help this person so that, Every interaction that I had with somebody else, I was gonna to try to leave better off than before they met me. And through doing that, I was able to see if I could help somebody, if I couldn't help somebody, could I recommend them to somebody else? Could I, could I remember what they needed if I ran across somebody who could help them and make that connection um, later on? And in the in the early days, that's literally how I built my business, through networking my way into opportunities that allowed me to reach a much larger audience than I had in, in my own personal life. And then my business grew from from that aspect. And it but it also helped so many other people's businesses grow.
0: I mean that ties into you know Zig Ziglar and what he always you know talked about about you know help you'll help yourself, you know, by you know helping others. The more people you help, the more you're going to be helping yourself. Yeah. And and, you know, that, that's, I mean, that's pinnacle um, when you're in the business of, of serving others is if someone comes to you with a challenge or an issue, you know, you want them to be better because of the experience of interacting with you, whether they work with you or not, or the case where, like you said, you know, in your networking side of things is, okay, if I recognize that I'm not the right person to help you, it's on me myself to find somebody that would and know somebody, and that's where the you know the beauty beauty of networking is because when you have a good network of a lot of different skill sets and things like that, you can off the top of mind, oftentimes you can go, you know what, I'm not the right person uh, for you on this one, but I do know somebody that I think is. So let me do, if it's okay with you, let me do an introduction, and it's a nice warm like I like to refer to it as a concierge type of handoff to somebody else. You, you've done the introductions. They kind of know um, backgrounds of them. So that way they can continue the conversation. So it doesn't reset back to the beginning. It's like they, they kind of know the story a little bit and then they can continue and hopefully you get that person, you know,
1: the guidance that they need, whatever, you know, whatever they need. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's, that's a hundred percent true. The thing that I have found is that, um, the, the biggest, I think the biggest problem that is, and it's pretty much uncoachable from my experience and from from really looking at some people who were top coaches like in the Olympics and, and various other areas was that you can't coach a person on desire. Like desire is an inside job. You either want it or you don't. And a coach may help you get clear on something, um, but whether or not you really desire to do something in a way where you're willing to sacrifice things that are, that are of a lesser nature or less valuable in your life in order to gain something of more value for your life, that seems to be the differential between whether a person is going to really step into their potential, really develop self-awareness as to who they are and, and allow themselves to experience the extraordinary abilities that we're all walking around with locked up in, our, in inside.
0: And, and when they make that breakthrough, um, it's amazing. And as a coach, when you see somebody go through some challenges and they, they, they figure out, okay, this is how I'm going to do it, and they're going to break through. And like I said, you know, some of the you know, people you work with, have made some gigantic strides uh, in their impact and their income in a very short period of time. It's a good reminder to let people know. It's like you know, in many cases, not all, of course, but in many cases, they're a lot closer to their success that they want, you know, whatever definition of success they have, than they think. Yeah. And and it's subtle. It's a subtle tweak here, subtle tweak there, and again more clarity on some things and and narrowing a focus you know I've got a good colleague of mine and she she self-identifies as somebody that has shiny object disease and she's always trying different things and and, uh, you know we everybody that knows her tells her you gotta stop that pick something pick something that you know that you are really really good at and you can do it better than anybody else Go down that path, and and generate the revenue that you need, and then from there, you can pivot to the other things that you want to try. But it, it's easier for you to be able to do it from a, a state of moving and, and financial flow, so you're not necessarily borrowing from you know different entities, or you know hopefully not going into you know drastic amounts of debt, uh, but at least being able to navigate in such a way where you can cause the impact that you wanted to cause, and have that passion when you launched this endeavor, Um, when you do that, uh, the impact you're going to have is going to be bigger and bolder than you could ever imagine.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I mean, a lot of people have that bright, shiny object thing. Um, And I think that society sets us up for that in a huge way, because generally, when we become aware of somebody who's accomplished something, they've already accomplished it. We didn't see the journey along the way. And what they sacrificed, what they went through, the, 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 the disciplines that they had to develop, um, the obstacles that they have had to overcome that cause a lot of people to have failures or self-sabotage or move backwards. And, they, and we just think, oh, you know, look how great this is. And without understanding cause and effect with success, people jump to conclusions As to how a person became successful and that does a lot of damage because especially today with with the internet and social media. um, And all the people out there that are trying to give the idea that they're successful, you know, like a picture on a yacht or next to a private plane or whatever. And then you talk to them and you find out they're actually broke. Uh, but they're trying to show that they're successful so that somebody will buy something that they have and become successful. It's like they have no clue, but it, but generationally it's something that people are putting out there as the answer to, to getting anywhere. And it's, it's so far from the truth. It's, you know, it's actually pretty disturbing in a, in a way, Um, because it it gets in the way of a lot of uh, I think a lot of people's ambitions and the more a person you know, if a person is going out and really working at trying to become successful in whatever it is that they want, and they're failing, and they don't know that they're, that they're not doing the right things, or they're not showing up the right way, they're reinforcing their own failure subconsciously, um, which makes it more difficult to overcome the next time, because every time that they quit, or every time they get that shiny object syndrome and jump from one thing to another buying into the idea that something else is going to be easier. It's just a constant reinforcement of low self-esteem and that, that they internalize it as something's wrong with them. So they have shame and guilt. Um, And it it really, it, it, it's almost a disease in a way. And like, it really prevents people from stepping into what they were put here to do.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing on on the self-sabotage that people do. And it ties into what we talked to about, earlier too about how people are a lot closer to success than they think but in many ways they're they're getting in their own way to prevent it which is such an irony because they're striving and really working hard to get you get to the next level whatever that level is for them uh, but they're actually causing themselves the inability to hit that next level it's it's them and it, you know, a lot of times people think, "Oh, it's external factors." It's, I'm not, you know, hitting the right clients, or they don't want, like I alluded to before, you know, go through all this exercise, and they ended up going with something that does, isn't going to fix their issue, in my opinion. Um, but again, it's like, no, look and see. You know, maybe change your messaging a little bit to make sure that it resonates with that person based on what they're looking for. Doesn't mean that they're going to do it, but, you know, they're obviously looking for something and, you know, there was some type of roadblock that they had that made them determine, okay, I'm going to use something else. In this case, I think it was probably, you know, financial, uh, because the employer was going to you know cover something internally. But as, as I know in, in the work that I do, oftentimes those employer based, um, Benefits and um, assistance programs fall way short to what people actually need because, you know, in the case of burnout, um, it's it's an epidemic in many industries and employers aren't doing what they need to do to address it.
1: I, I agree. And, you know, in speaking of the, uh, the self sabotage thing, one of the things that I do with everybody that I work with personally is before we even get started down the road of what they're going to do to get where they want to go we reverse engineer their failure pattern because it's they everybody has a failure strategy it's something that it's habitually ingrained in our mind to keep us safe when we're starting to go down a road where we're exploring unknown waters so to speak and i reverse engineer how have you done this in the past so that we know step by step what will happen what will be the 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 situation or the circumstance or the result that will kick off an emotional response that will kick off a reactional behavior that will kick off uh, you agreeing with it and then deciding not to move forward, so that when it shows up, we've already talked about it and they know what it is and they can see it, because when I first started coaching, what would happen is that people would they would hit this place. And they were real enthusiastic. They were gun ho they, they were doing the work to a certain degree. Something would happen and all of a sudden they, they wanted to quit. But the problem that came along with it was that for some reason, and I didn't know this at the time, I was losing my my authority with them. Like I was on the outs now. Like I was part of the problem and, all, and part of the enemy overnight. And I would be like, what the hell happened that caused that? And I realized that Because they didn't know what was actually happening, everything that then suggested that they should move forward was placed in a position of, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to look foolish. So when I started explaining to them and helping them reverse engineer their their pattern, then when it would show up, we would be like, okay, remember we talked about this. This This is your strategy to fail. And they would be like, yeah, that's right. Look at how this is actually showing up. So then I became their ally in working through the self-sabotage and for the people that were really serious, that, that would actually stop and they would succeed.
0: Yeah. Again, it's just one of those things where it's like a couple little tweaks here and there um, can, can make you go from, you know, to borrow uh, another author's uh, book title, good to great. And it's, a lot of people are a lot closer than they think. Uh, And it's, and you know, the work that you're doing is, is making some tremendous
1: impact in people. So I think they're all closer than they think to some degree. Like I think everybody can make some quantum leap. They may not be able to come become a millionaire overnight, but, but a person has the ability to make a radical change in wherever they are. That'll set them up to do that. If that's what they want to do is there as long as they're willing to play a little bit longer game, but you're right. People do not realize that they have the ability to change very specific results in their life very quickly if they understood themselves a little better and and psychological and emotional tools to manage their own life.
0: Yeah, and they do that, you know, the impact that they're going to have on their own lives and the ripple effect it'll have, you know, throughout their life and the people that they Love and serve is, is going to make a huge, huge difference. It's amazing. So, David, I've enjoyed our conversations today. work can people find out more about you and the awesome work you're doing?
1: Well, one of the things they could do is they could go uh, on iTunes and look up the Successful Mind podcast. Um, we're really big there. And if they want to learn deeper information, they could go to davidnagel.com. And uh, we have a free download there called You Were Born to Be a Success. They could start check that out also.
0: And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So David, thanks again for being on the show. Really appreciate you and and the impact that you're having on so many people. Thanks, Michael. Love being here. Thanks so much. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get us a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.